Hi, it's Paul from The Razor's Edge. Tonight I'm going to be interviewing Adam Robertshaw, guitarist from Mancunian Beasts Barbarian Hermit. Welcome to The Razor's Edge and thanks for taking the time to, to have a chat with us tonight. I know that uh, obviously you're doing the rounds again, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those. <laughs> have to do, do the press rounds when, uh, when it's release time. <laughs> yeah, excellent. So, um, how are things with you, mate? Yeah, not too bad. It's just steady, steady plodded along through lockdown, trying to traverse this new new way of living. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> sure. It could be worse. Like, there's, there's people in worse positions than me. Like, not being able to go to the pub is pretty much the worst of my worries at the moment. <laughs> sure, yeah. sure. So, Getting the elephant in the room out of the way, how has how has lockdown been for you? And more importantly, I suppose, how's it been for the band? How how restrictive has it been? Yeah, I mean, personally for me, it's I've, I mean, there's parts of it that I've actually enjoyed. I had a uh, my first daughter um, pretty much a year ago next week. So it's oh wow, lockdown. okay. So uh, I've got to watch a little tiny human grow up through lockdown. So that's that's it made it uh, a little bit better, but. Yeah, band-wise, um, yeah, it sucks. <laughs> we, we had a few gigs lined up like early, in, so uh, we were supposed to play Hammerfest like one of the first weekends of lockdown, and then that obviously got cancelled. And then yeah. we had a, 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 a decent calendar of gigs lined up, and then slowly one by one they just got cancelled throughout yeah. the year. Um, in terms of writing and stuff, I mean, we have managed to get into the room every now and then. Um, but I don't know, I think we've only been as a full band maybe once in the last year, but we've been going in like groups of maybe two or three. Uh, we've all been, um, we've all bought like home recording equipment and stuff as well. So we've been sat, sat <laughs> yeah. at home. Yeah. So we've, we've been creative. We've been trying to make the best of this situation. We've got, we've actually got a couple of songs pretty much finished. Yeah. Um, but for, we, we, we had a couple already that were kind of ready to go just before lockdown but yeah in lockdown we've probably got two or three well on the way to, to being done i think if it wasn't for if we weren't locked down we probably had the album the new album finished by now but um, yeah, it's getting there sure. surely sure and if you i mean i assume that you're you're doing what everyone else is doing in terms of keeping in touch with the band it's all this video conferencing and everything video. So, yeah, uh, we've got a. I mean, we've, we've had a like a WhatsApp group for for a while anyway. So yeah, but yeah I think we're, we're, we've now got two separate groups, uh, one for just general chatting nonsense, and then one for where we stick all our ideas, <laughs> uh, inspiration, inspiration bucket, we call it. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling that one might be more popular than the other, but uh... <laughs> brilliant. So tell me a little bit. I mean, you've been around for what is it? Two thousand thirteen. You started the band, didn't you? Uh, more or less, yeah. Yeah. yeah so back in two thousand thirteen, uh, I was one of the later members to join. Um, it, so it was Mike, the other guitarist. He, it, it was his his baby in the beginning, and then he, he sort of recruited um, a, a bunch of guys. I think there was a couple of people when it came in and left before I'd even joined. Right. Uh, yeah, I think me and me and Si were the last to sort of cement into the into the lineup. Um, so yeah, I think I remember on my first first practice, the, the song "Deadly" uh, through the periscope of the Deadly Subs uh, was one of the first songs I learned. Really? <laughs> already, wow. Already finished um, when I joined, and then well, I did a few like, a few bells and whistles to it, but yeah, the, the main structure of it was was yeah. There. Wow. Uh, yeah, so yeah, like I said, back back end of 2013, I think that was then. Sure. There's been a couple of lineup shuffles along the way, but yeah, we're, 
we're uh, a solid now. Yeah, so so tell me, because Sai obviously uh, stepped out and then has come back in. So what's what's the story behind that? Oh, it's uh, like um, musical chairs with the, with the singers. I think over the years, because <laughs> originally was Ed was the first singer. Right. Yeah. Or I joined. Um, I think he, he he wrote lyrics for a couple of the songs, but then he he moved to Korea. So then Sai joined. That that was the first full proper lineup, I think, because the the, the other lineup had uh, they were still just writing songs. They'd not played any gigs, but so we started gigging with Sai. Uh, that was like the first iter- proper iteration of Barbarian Hermit. Um, but then Sai left in, I think it was sort of late 2016, early 2017, um, around about then, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, he, he was starting a new business, um, and he just needed to concentrate on, on, on running a business, really. So he, he left. And luckily, around about the same time, Ed had come back into the country and, and uh, well, come back into Manchester. I think he'd moved back into London for a while and then moved back up to Manchester around about the same time. So that was lucky that we could get Ed back in. Obviously, I, I, well, I'd, I'd say back in. I'd never met him at that, that, that time. <laughs> the, other, the other lads had obviously written songs with him and stuff, but um, I'd, I'd never met him. Um, but yeah, and then we had a good few years with, with him at, at the helm. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We did a lot of good stuff with Ed, uh, but then yeah, sort of June, like summertime this year, things just weren't working out. I won't go into the details of it, but no, sure. Yeah, thing, <clears throat> things weren't working out, and we parted ways with Ed. Uh, and luckily, um, Sai was ready for a, a new project. His business, well, <laughs> we wasn't really doing much because of lockdown, so I think he was uh, ready to get get creative again. Mm-hmm. I think he'd been missing band life mm. since he left really I think he'd done a couple of little side projects here and there uh, but yeah I think he was ready to to make another go of Hermit which was great for us because if we'd have said no I don't, I don't know who we would have we were, I don't even think we had a second choice in mind <laughs> yeah <laughs> in one basket <laughs> you, you, you do need a certain type of singer for the music you make don't you there's not that many sounding around waiting to be uh, snapped up no, are there no, all the good ones have already been snapped up or are already <laughs> in two or three bands <laughs> so the reason that we're talking today is obviously because of this which has yeah. arrived today in yeah, the post from Bandcamp which is excellent, and I've obviously reviewed it and love it. Um, what's the reason behind doing the remaster? Is it just something to tide over the time in lockdown, or? Yeah, well, I think it was. It's coming up to. So we first released in January two thousand sixteen, so that's okay. obviously five, bang on five years ago. So it's a nice little anniversary for it, and yeah, and it was, and again, it was something um, to put something out just because we we we. The new album that we're working on is going to be delayed much later than we wanted it to be because of lockdown. So it's something to put out, and also the first time around it was it was only ever meant to be a demo. Really. Yeah. So the recording quality was it was decent. The songs were good, but the recording quality wasn't probably what it could have been. Um, the actual physical CDs were just well, the first batch were just pretty. We, we burned them on the on our laptops and got, <laughs> got the uh, name of name of it on there in Sharpie on the front. Because, <laughs> Slightly better quality ones made later on down the line, but again, they were pretty cheaply done. Yeah, it, it, it never got the the quality or the packaging that it, it deserved. And uh, so, Fieldy from um, APF, he, he he was well up for um, yeah, 
nice packaging with a remaster from uh, Chris Fielding from Conan, uh, and he's done a fantastic job of it. Yeah, and you used yeah. Chris again because obviously Chris did Solitude and Savagery for you, didn't yeah, he? Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. Yeah, love working with him. Um, he's just a genius. <laughs> the no-brainer, really. And is I mean, he did such a good job on the on the on the, the full album that obviously, as you say, it was a no-brainer. Is was yeah. did you ha- even think about anyone else, or was it definitely we want Chris? No, back no, no, I think it was it was just uh, yeah, it was it was up for doing it, and yeah, it was it was first on the list, and yeah. We didn't need to ask anybody else. Brilliant. We had a couple of people that possibly could have done it. Um, I mean, Bernie, who did the original master, uh, he's obviously come on leaps and bounds since then. Uh, he's he's a wizard as well, and yeah. Yeah, so he, he probably would have been the, the second choice to do it. But um, yeah, Chris Chris did a great job on it. Yeah, sure. So you talked about uh, through the periscope earlier on, and yeah. I hadn't heard it for a long time. And then, because of course it hasn't been released, does it? Um... No, no, not, not really. It was on. We had a SoundCloud account. Yeah. That first, it was on there, but I think only. I think it only had like fifty listens on it. <laughs> uh, <but laughs> well, I, I, when I when I had this, the the uh, digital recorded to review for the Razor's Edge, I've usually listened to it through some relatively decent headphones, and I've got I've written down here the first time I think I heard it. I think I soiled myself because it was so heavy. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, Obviously, it's it's been kicking around. It's one of the first songs you've done. Is that the reason? What's the reason for putting it on this now? Is it to have a little bonus? To, is yeah, to have it's it recorded? A little, bonus, a little something extra to give people, like so, as well as remastering and re-releasing, just give it yeah some, something extra. Um, I don't even thinking back, I can't even think why we never even put it on the first the first time round because it's a decent song. Maybe yeah. it was just um, limitations because of the length of it. Maybe it was. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> there wasn't room on the um, CDRs that we were burning. Demos, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, because uh, it, it was recorded around the same time as stuff like Alma and Burn the Fire. Yeah, uh, yeah. We did quite a few sessions over over the period about a year when we did when we recorded the EP. That's why, again, it's one of the other reasons why we wanted to remaster it because all the levels were at different places because mm. three people recorded it and. Um, yeah, like yeah. So going back to Deadly Sub, so it was a, it was it was always in the live set for a for yeah. as well. Um, yeah, I, I can't even remember why we why we why we didn't put it on the on the EP, but yeah, well, it's there it was, now. There now, there yeah. now, yeah. And it's it's a brilliant way to finish it off because you you get through all the others and then you got this nine minute absolutely monster, which is yeah. brilliant. It's great. You talked about playing it live, and obviously um, you played Bloodstock a couple of times in succession, haven't you? You did New Blood yes. 2018, and then I saw you again last year on the, on that famous memory is disappearing now, but uh, on the on the <laughs> that Thursday night, the traditional yeah. where you can't walk on the Friday morning yeah. night, night yeah. before. <laughs> Tell me about those two shows because they were obviously very different in terms of size of stage and size of crowd, but both brilliant shows to to do. Yeah, they were both fantastic. I mean, the, the the first time that was really special because we put so much hard work into getting there. Because it, obviously, it's through the Battle of the Bands competition, the uh, Metal to the Masses. Yeah. And um, so we really, really did work hard to get to get to that um, to that stage because that was our only goal. We need to play Bloodstock, and we we really worked our socks off planning the, the sets that we played and um, and then re- rehearsing and just getting ourselves tight for it. Yeah. And yeah, we were on on the Sunday. I think that was a Sunday afternoon. 
I, I think we were really worried because I think there was someone there was someone really big that we were clashing with. I think it was like Jamie Jaster. Or, yeah, or, yeah. And then I think was it Mr. Big as well. Um, but I think that worked out. The, the big band had finished on the main stage, and everybody seemed to walk over. And um, yeah, I couldn't believe it how how full it looked that that, that tent. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was really special. And then obviously to get asked back. <coughs> yeah. The Sophie stage, and again we we we, uh, we <laughs> I think we played the same set over and over and over again for a full year. Every gig that we played. Yeah, yeah. Played the same set just because we knew that at the end of the year we'd be playing Bloodstock and we tailed <laughs> <laughs> in. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, we were put into it. And, yeah, just walking, walking out onto that stage and seeing the, the crowd full was just, I'll never forget that moment. It was just brilliant. Yeah, I mean, it, the, the Thursday night is something special because especially you, you're the first band, so you're actually opening the whole weekend. Yeah. And if you are, apart from maybe the headliner on that, tent a lot of the bands that play on there never get as big a crowd for a long time you know you get yeah. five thousand people rammed in there because everyone's gagging for it aren't they yeah that's it yeah um and it, it was a it was a fantastic day as well it was scorching hot outside i think yeah. people would people just coming into the tent just to get out of the sunshine really but i think it, it, it did chuck it down a bit for over the, over the rest of the weekend but that that afternoon everybody was just in high spirits, it was yeah. sunny. People started drinking, and yeah, it was a good do. Are you a, a Bloodstock regular anyway? No, no. That those are the only two times I've been. It's one of those festivals that I've always thought, oh, that lineup looks good, but I've just never. Yeah. I've got something else on, or I've gone to a different festival and spent all the money before. I came. <laughs> yeah, Bloodstock. Um, I'll definitely be going again. Like if. Well, if it, if it ever goes again, yeah. yeah. Fingers crossed, because the, the lineup that they've got for for this year, well, what, what they had last year, but um, yeah. carried it over look, looks looks brilliant. So yeah, I think I'll be going as a punter. Yeah, this time yeah. Well, I I um, I'm a judge in the Cardiff uh, Metal to the Masters competition, oh, and but and both the Welsh bands that got through um, clashed with big bands right. when they were in the new and. 20 minutes before, it absolutely pissed it down and the tent was full and we were down the front thinking, great, they're going to get all these all these new fans and five yeah. minutes before they came on for both of them, the sun came out and everyone just fucked <laughs> off out of the tent <laughs> again. <laughs> <laughs> so what about the uh, the Metal to the Masses competition? Because they are intensely fierce and uh, it must have been really hard work to even get through that. Yeah, I mean... I remember the the competition that we had as well. The, the yeah you know, that, that year, the, the final. I think we were, we had Death Gold Blue. We were actually put put through to play on the Jaeger stage as well because it was they couldn't make a decision. Yeah, um, they could, they had to put both both of us through because it was that good. Um, yeah, the, the final was was a fantastic day. So many good bands on, um, and yeah, I think we we just approached it with. We are going to win this. We, there was no doubt in our minds that we, <laughs> not, not to sound cocky, but that's the mentality that you've got to have if you want to get through, I think. And um, there was just no doubt in our minds at any point that we were going to win it. <laughs> uh, and I think that, that sort of helped us. I think it showed on, on stage that we, we, we got on stage with like a cockiness and um, balls swinging, really. <laughs> the, the sound and the performance. And I think that's one of the reasons why we got put through because. Yeah. yeah we, we put so much attention to detail because it's not just your performance it, they, they judge you on things like your professionalism mm. so 
yeah. which I would turn up on time to the gigs and um, all our set lists were printed out rather than just scribbled on a piece of paper like they usually would be. Just, just every attention to detail that we could do. Yeah. We sort of, we sort of ticked it off, so we, we had every chance, that we, we gave ourselves every chance that we, Brilliant. we could get. Yeah. And it, as a tip, again, I'd, I'd give to any band, um, yeah, practice and practice your performance, but just think about any detail that you think, mm. whether it's a... a, a, a a cool video that you put out to, to attract people to come to come and watch you or um, like we've one of the gigs we we put like a special offer on for anybody who turned up before the first band played could get a t-shirt at half price so just, right. just little things like that just cool, to yeah. like egg people on to get there early and stuff like yeah. that and I think yeah. the judges notice the things like that so yeah, we do. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing worse than the band that takes 15 minutes to clear off the stage either when the next band's trying to set up, you know. Yeah, yeah got your practice room and practice <laughs> taking down. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Everything. Because, you know, there is, there is a limit and you can lose marks as a result of that. And uh, we've had a few like that. So was um, Solitude and Savagery out by the time you'd won it? Or was it? Did it come out after Bloodstock? Um, no, no it, it was written and recorded, and it was we were getting ready to release it. So we we recorded it in the May, uh, and we played obviously in the August, and then we released it in the November. Right. So we we were in the sort of like promo stage of it, so doing doing like press for it and stuff like that. Uh, I think we might have released maybe one track off it by then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that worked really well because obviously you had the momentum of, of playing at Bloodstock, doing the new Blood, winning that, so your profile was up, and then you get yeah. the album out. A load of new fans on the weekend, and then yeah. the album came out. Yeah, we had a lot of people checking it out. Yeah, and obviously you had, I've been doing a bit of research, as I always do, loads of great reviews about about it. You were really happy with how it came out? Yeah, yeah we had, uh, had some decent press, decent um, response to it, which we were really chuffed about. We even had a five-star review in the... Sunday Sport, which uh, <laughs> got out somewhere. <laughs> yeah, we're really chuffed with the, with the way people uh, responded to it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and, and even there were, there were some reviews that weren't as glowing where we've taken taken lessons and we, we've we uh, put that in. That's always in the back of our minds like when we're writing the new stuff, uh, what could be improved because we, we always want to be better than the last, the last release. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, coming back to live music, when was the last gig you actually played? Um, it'll be pretty much bang on a year next week. The yeah. last gig well, I played was um, the APF uh, All Dayer. So every every year, the APF Records has a as an All Dayer where they have like the maybe not every band on the label because there's that many. It will be time, but yeah, uh, the majority of the bands play. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, was that was my last gig and my daughter was born the day after that gig oh, <laughs> you're getting it fine then <laughs> yeah, she, she, was, she was two weeks early like but, um, but the, the rest of the band actually had a tour the week after but I'd thankfully I already arranged a, a standing guitarist to, to cover for me for that for, for that weekend after but sure uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah you dodged a bullet there I think mate <laughs> so um of all the bands that you've uh, you've done a bit of touring, you've done some supports. I know you've supported Conan and a few other bands. Yeah. 
who's who's been the best? Any any real standouts? Was Conan brilliant or any? Oh, good. Uh, I think um, Crowbar was probably yeah real yeah for me. Um, I think that week that weekend was just a fantastic weekend. So I think we we won our first heat in the Metal to the Masses on the Thursday. We played with Raging Speed on in London on the Saturday, and then on the Sunday we played with Crowbar. So yeah, that, yeah. that weekend <laughs> always stand out for me as, as a as a good do. Um, yeah, we played at Manchester Academy, which I think it was yeah up until that was the biggest stage that we'd we'd, we'd ever played. So yeah, yeah. yeah that, was a good one. Yeah, uh, great band. Did you get to meet Kirk? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, he's so down to earth. Like, he's uh, solid, isn't he? Uh, yeah. Well, uh, I think one of the other support bands were on. Um, I was manning our merch desk, and him and his wife were manning manning the crowbar merch yeah. desk. Like, yeah, yeah, he always does. I saw him at uh, the garage in London about eight years ago, and he was on the merch desk the entire night. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> That leads me nicely into merch and this uh, little little uh, sold out tie dye t shirt situation yeah. that's happened. So tell me a bit about that and who the hell came up with that idea? Um, well, I think it was our old bass player Chris. He came up with the idea of doing it. I think it was around about the same time as the original EP came out. With, yeah. With, so. Um, so we thought that'd be a nice, nice way to tie it, and as well as re-releasing the EP, we'd re-release the, the tie-dye shirts. Yeah, yeah. We only did Fifteen the first time round, so we upped it to fifty this time. Um, and yeah, they said that really well. It was myself and my uh, uh, fiance Alison uh, did the tie-dye at home. Like we had a little, <laughs> uh, little production line going on for. I think we did it over about three three nights. It's, it's, I mean, I'll let one of the other guys do it next time because it, it was. <laughs> First five T-shirts were fun, but <laughs> once you get into yeah, <laughs> I bet it's uh, it's a it was a labour of love to put it that way. But um, yeah, they, they turned out great, and people they, we knew we knew they'd be popular, but we 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 didn't think that they were going to sell out in three days or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you've sold a hundred, haven't you? Uh, it was fifty. Fifty was it? Right. Yeah. Sure. It's still the, the, the usually when we get a batch of T-shirts, we get twenty-five. Yeah. And they're not three or four months to sell out <laughs> to do 15 three days was pretty pretty impressive brilliant brilliant so obviously you guys like your beer and stuff and i've seen the uh the northern monk advert the other day on on youtube yes. <laughs> how the hell you ended up doing an alcohol free beer <laughs> well um so uh, we, we did the beer with Northern Monk around did the other one, yeah. Solitude and Savagery. Um, yeah. I have an old school friend of Rust, the guy who, uh, who started Northern Monk. All right. Uh, so, yeah, I've, I've, I've been friends with him since we were about 12 years old. So uh-huh. <clears throat> that's how we originally got to do the original beer. And then um, obviously they were doing this new alcohol-free version of Faith. Uh, and he it, yeah, just sent me a WhatsApp message saying, do you fancy doing a jingle? Or what? <laughs> something completely unholy to go with the holy face. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, that's actually the first piece of new music that we've actually recorded. Like we've, we've written a few songs, but that's the first one we've actually got properly recorded with with everybody on it. With yeah. Sai, si, it's in Sai rejoined. So that's actually the first, yeah, the first, the first <laughs> new material that people can hear from us. So, and it, I think we're actually going to turn that into a full song. Like it's only two minutes long or something at the moment, but yeah. I'm going to turn the full song. Change, change the lyrics so it's not talking about beer anymore. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, 
yeah, we're re- really chuffed with the way it turned out. It's and... brilliant. It really is. If you haven't seen it, you've got to see it. It's really funny. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we, 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 we recorded it. Well, the, the drums were done in the in our practice room, but um, all the guitars, bass and vocals were done at home. So yeah. I think it's, it gave us a bit of a... Uh, like a, we had a moment where we we're like, wow, actually we can we can we can make this work <laughs> with, with doing this uh, self-recording thing. So sure. I think we'll expect a few more little little treats like that coming over the next few months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When the album comes out. So what about your um your social media? Who's in control of that? It's a question I always ask because I know that some bands are really immersed in it, and other bands kind of hand it over to other people. Um, How do you guys do it? Yeah, we've, we've all got logins for it. Um, I, I do quite a lot of it. Um, uh, Gaz, the, the drummer, posts quite a lot. Um, I mean, everybody chips in, really, but uh, I, I do most of the Twitter stuff, but, but Facebook and, Insta- uh, and, and Instagram as well. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think I think it's good as well because you never know who's going to be posting next, so if the, it varies the, the tone of voice a bit. And, uh, like, yeah. But you can always tell when, when, when uh, Bobby, the bass player, has written something because he's, he's a <laughs> A funny, funny fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the funny ones are always him, so yeah. <laughs> right. tell what. <laughs> Have you got anyone that does it all on their phone and then gets the predictive text and you've got to go back in and edit it? <laughs> uh, I have been known to edit a couple of guys post, yeah. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Gaz has got, uh, he'll, he'll admit himself, he's got fat fingers when he comes to it. <laughs> and his predictive text is just the worst. Like, God knows how it comes up with some of the things. That so, yeah, maybe you don't want to know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, what are you trying to say? <laughs> really predicting text. <laughs> right, let's get on to some more important questions. Thick northern gravy. Can you get decent gravy in the south? Um, I don't think I've ever had any decent gravy in the south. Um, no, I don't think you can. <laughs> Unless you take it in a little satchel with you. Take a flask down with you. I was going to ask, so my next question, what's the best container to transport gravy? <laughs> uh, yeah, a, a, a drinking horn, I'd say. <laughs> drinking horn. <laughs> okay. And the top three food items to eat with gravy. Now, obviously, a Sunday roast would be one, but uh, I know what you guys are like up north. You like it with a bit weird. Yeah. Um, yeah, obviously, a Sunday roast. Uh, cheesy chips and gravy. Can't go wrong. Yeah. Uh, and a, a, good, a decent pie, like a proper good pie. Like a nice big steak and onion or something like that. Excellent. Yeah. Good stuff. A pie with gravy in the centre, then extra gravy on top as well. Like you got to have two different gravies with a pie yeah. like that. <laughs> I, I can't fault you. We've been to. We got friends who live just outside Manchester. We're up there. Well, we used to be up there quite a lot. Not anymore, but uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So the gravy was always something to look forward to. I've also noticed that you've got the same kind of hairstyle that I have. Um, <laughs> it's the first time I've ever seen you without a hat on. Is the, is the hat uh, the usual thing that you you wear? Have you got a lot of hats? <laughs> Yeah, but I'm a bit of a hat aficionado just because uh, <laughs> you can't have a fancy haircut, so I just have a collection of fancy hats. <laughs> <laughs> have you got any special ones that you always wear on stage or anything? Um, yeah, so I've got a, a Northern Monk hat that I, I, I wear nearly all, every time on stage. Um, I, was, I was given that at, at one of the first... Uh, we played Dark City, which was the... Um, uh, Dark beer festival that they had. We we played their first the first. We played two or three 
who knows now. Um, but yeah, I was given that by the the wife of the the guy who runs. Uh, yeah. At yeah. I was like, oh, those, those look cool. And then she just plopped it on top of my head at one point. So I was like, oh, there's, there's a little gift. So, That'll do. Yeah. And apparently, uh, it's got the old logo. They had a, a rebrand a few years ago. So okay. Apparently, it's one of the only. But like you can't buy that hat with the with the old logo anymore. So it's uh, like, <laughs> some, like if I go to like one of the northern bunk bars and I, if I've got it, I'm like, oh, I said I've not got that one. <laughs> Surely that earns you a free pint, doesn't it? If you've got the, yeah. you know, it's like it's like the Masonic handshake or something. Exactly. Yeah. So when is one out? Is it tomorrow or is it out already? Twenty uh, ninth, yeah, it's yeah, out tomorrow. tomorrow. I think it's. I think you can listen to it on the uh, YouTube, on the APF YouTube. They put it out yeah. a couple of days early on there. Yeah, but uh, it'll be out on Spotify and all the all the. All and the of course, if you bought it from Bandcamp, it would have turned up today anyway. As I just yeah, yeah. yeah yeah yeah. I think I think a few people have, have had it. Yeah. Uh, in the I, last few days. Yeah. I was amazed because I only ordered it on uh, Tuesday, I think, and it arrived this morning. So. Oh, really? nice. Which is amazing and a very nice little um, the. APF compilation CD came with it as well. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's some great ones. Uh, yeah, go look, listen to that later on, and a nice couple of stickers as well. So if you're yeah. listening to this, that's the one you want to get. I need to get myself one of those stickers. I've not got one yet. To hit Mr. Field up. <laughs> so any plans for tomorrow with the launch? Anything that you're doing special? Um, I, I don't think so. I think it's just a matter. Of, we've, we've done all the work now. I think it's just a matter of sitting back and uh, we'll all be. Checking our phones to see people's comments and uh, yeah. and seeing how the how the streams are doing and so obviously there'll be hopefully with some reviews coming out and yeah I think it'd just be a matter of brilliant watching our hard work come to fruition really great great well you shouldn't need any luck because it's a cracking remaster and especially with the old uh, periscope on there as well which will uh, do some damage I'm sure if the unsuspecting oh, people put their headphones on. Um, it's been a pleasure to chat to you, Adam, and I, I wish you every luck tomorrow. And fingers crossed we might get to see you uh, playing some of these tracks in the, the near future. We Hopefully. shall see. Yeah, we can't wait. Uh, we, we, yeah, we've, we've uh, had some of the gigs that were meant to happen this year have been postponed even further, so I don't know when it's going to be. But Yeah, no, I agree. We'll be able to play some of these songs live. Maybe it's a live stream or something like that. I don't know. But those uh, those ideas are being kicked around at the moment as well. So yeah. yeah. But yeah, th thanks for thanks for taking the time. To Not a problem. Us. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. All the best, mate. Take care. You too. Yeah.